and welcome to the UK and Ireland Minnesota Vikings Fan Club podcast. I am your host, Mr. Richard Dawson, and I'm joined by our motley crew, fan club vice president and all-round nice guy, Mr. John McDonald, and show producer and reasonably nice guy, Mr. Reese Fields. Say hello, gentlemen. Hello, gentlemen. Hello, gentlemen. Here we go again. Right, what have we got for you this evening? Well, there's a small game going on next Sunday of the Super Bowl. We're going to preview that, see who we think he's going to win. Uh, we've got a really great interview with fan club member Jess. She's been over to uh, Las Vegas this year. She's going to talk all about the Vikings and all about her experience out there. And we can't talk about the Super Bowl without understanding who the best halftime show of all time is. So we're going to go through and see our best halftime show performances. So. Super Bowl. Let's get into it. So another year of heartbreak for the Vikings, but we have got a Super Bowl coming up. Yes, we are not in it, but it doesn't mean that we can't talk about it. And we can't talk about the Super Bowl uh, without having a look at the teams, having a look at who we think is going to win. What are our plans for the Super Bowl? What are the rituals of the fan club admin staff for Super Bowl Sunday? Uh, Reese, what do you do on Super Bowl Sunday? I get ahead of the curve. That's what I do. I, I go to bed early so I know I'm going to function at work because I'm an adult and I have to do that these days. Um, but I usually like to put a few bets on. Um, I'm, a, I'm a one for the Super Bowl halftime comeback sort of thing. I like to put a bet on a team to lead at halftime and the opposite, the opposition to, to come away with the win. Uh, I always find it makes it a lot more exciting and, well, or you could say it wrong twice. Well, one thing, adults are a strong word, mate. But uh, yeah, I I don't do any betting for anything because I am notoriously horrible at picking the correct outcomes. Uh, anyone that's listened to the show will probably understand that I would have bet against the Lions all the way up to the championship game and probably lost a ton of money. So uh, yeah, I'm not uh, uh, being a Sunderland fan as well. Betting on sports is just not part of my my heritage, unfortunately. Like I say, uh, I'd have probably lost the house by now. I'd give you some tips, Rich. I mean, John was there for my infamous uh, Super Bowl bet between the Rams and the Bengals, um, where I predicted number of sacks, score, uh, number of interceptions, field goals. Got those all right on one single parlay and uh, paid for my London night out uh, for the Super Bowl that year. So if you want some tips, I might throw one later in the show there you go guys tips from the oracle of course bet sensibly don't bet your house don't don't risk relationships all that sort of stuff uh it's it's a serious serious old thing but uh yeah a little flutter every now and again is uh is uh is what keeps people interested in the game john are you a betting man what's your ritual for the super bowl yeah i'm a betting man i, I always bet that there'll be a safety in the super bowl because i norm- normally get it at ridiculous odds and the first time I ever bet it was the Denver versus uh, Seattle game. Got it at 100 to 1. And to say I was rather ecstatic after the first play of that game was is a bit of an understatement. We have a, fa- a regular fan club member that attends our meets, Jonah. And uh, we usually do a little bit of a competition when we have our fan club meetups. And the first competition we always do is first touchdown scorer and every single meet that Jonah has ever been to, he says Kirk Cousins for every single time. And then the last one that we had, he said someone different 
and Kirk Cousins scored a touchdown, <laughs> running touchdown, and he was absolutely devastated. So, uh, so yeah, the outside bet is uh, is always something you need to stick to. It, one one of them days that you don't bet your numbers on the lottery is the numbers that, that the week the numbers come in, which is uh, sod's law, I think they call it. But uh, yeah, my my ritual for the Super Bowl, uh, I'll, I'll go back into my Super Bowl history. So when I, uh, as a young dashing man, first started dating Lauren. Uh, we would. I introduced her to the uh, the, the wonders of American football, uh, and she loved the Super Bowl, loved the spectacle of it. What she did used to do was pick a different team for every playoff run. So, for one playoff run one year, she would pick a team, and then the next year an entirely different team, and the next year an entirely different team, which I just couldn't get on board with. Uh, if we were going to stay together and, and get married, she had to pick her team and stick with it. So, she picked the Bills the first year they drafted Josh Allen, which I think uh, it. it is a bad thing for me because they might make it to the big game before we do. But uh, but yeah, what we used to do was prepare a loads of, of, of American style foods, get American style drinks in and watch the Super Bowl. But uh, for the last couple of games, <clears throat> we've been to the box bar in Leeds. Uh, they've hosted us and set us up a table for the fan club. So if anyone is in Leeds for the Super Bowl, feel free to drop in and say hello. We've got a, a table on for the fan club. Uh, and we'll be watching it from there. And they do a really good do. And uh, we stay in the hotel next door, get rid of the kids for the night. So that's always uh, always fun. But uh, enough of rituals and all that sort of stuff. Reese, who have you got for the Super Bowl win? I have the Kansas City Chiefs for the Super Bowl win. I, <laughs> I don't want to say it, but uh, I, I was right last time I said the Chiefs, wasn't I? Um, <laughs> which... I say last time. Last time I predicted the Chiefs to win, I was right. It was the, it was the divisional round. Of course, we all said Ravens and got all got that one wrong. But I just have I have the Chiefs. I have Pacheco and Rasheed Rice both to get a touchdown in this game. At least one. I think that Pacheco could be frustrating quite a few people with a bet on Mahomes and uh, smashing quite a few touchdowns in from within five yards out. Um, I'm hoping for a high-scoring game. I'm expecting a high-scoring game, but I do see the Chiefs taking this one, and it's all having to do with a lot more Taylor Swift social media posts. Yeah, I think um, I think you're right about a high-scoring game potentially. I mean, I know the the, the, the Chiefs' defense has been pretty astronomical this season, but uh, when you've got Christy McCaffrey coming running at you, I don't think it really matters. Uh, I think hopefully there will be plenty of touchdowns. I managed to get Rashid Rice in my fantasy league at pick 14 or something daft this year. And it's a carryover league. So I think with the performance that he's put in this season, I've kept him as my keeper. So I lose pick 14 in the next fantasy draft. But I don't think that really matters because I I think Rashid Rice is going to be a breakout, probably top 10 wide receiver in the NFL next year. Uh, especially with Mahomes throwing in the ball. I mean, if you're going to have someone throwing in the ball, then that's that's the man you want. But, John, who's your pick? Who's going to win the Super Bowl this year? It's I'm still still undecided at the moment. I, I think I think the 49ers are the better side. Put put players per going up against each other. I think the 49ers win against the Chiefs all day long, but I think the Chiefs are going to steal it, unfortunately. If you sit on that fence any longer, John, you'll get splinters in your ass. Yeah. <laughs> so we're going Chiefs. Yes, I'm going Chiefs. Yeah. Wow. Well, you two are very disappointing because our NFC brotherans, I think, are going to take the Super Bowl this year. It's got to be their year. 
I'm sick of Patrick Mahomes winning the bloody Super Bowl and creating this dynasty. I don't want it anymore. I want the 49ers to win. I think, um, like I said, Christian McCaffrey deserves it. I think he's just the best player in football. I've seen the uh, MVP nominations that have come out. Josh Allen's not going to win it. Um, two players from the 49ers are in there in Purdy and McCaffrey. I think if you look at the graphic that the NFL have, reduced, have uh, produced, Christian McCaffrey is front and centre, and that's because he's the best player in football this season. So uh, I'd like to see, I'd like to see the 49ers win. I think, I think they've 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 played really good football for the vast majority of the season. They do have a mistake in them. I mean, the first half against the Lions, we can uh, we can all go back to that. But uh, I think they're just really good at playing football. The Chiefs are a good team. That's what they've got going for them. And I think once you come out of the trenches for three games in a row in the playoffs, you've got something about you. You know, going on the road is not not what the Chiefs are used to in the playoffs. They're, they're used to having bye weeks and home games and all sorts of stuff. But they've been incredibly good in the trenches this year. And uh, hats off to them for their playoff run. But I really want the 49ers to win this year. I think there's one other thing that you're overlooking, and that's the experience of the big game. Yes, a few of these 49ers players have been there before, but the Chiefs players have been there a lot more. This is Purdy's first time in the Super Bowl. It's a big stage. If he starts the way he started against the Lions, I don't think the Chiefs give him a chance to come back. There is no weather in Las Vegas. It's in a dome. There's not going to be any you know, slippy hands, anything like that. Mistakes that are caused by the weather. There were in Baltimore. There wouldn't be a way back, so... While I think it's going to be high scoring, I do worry about what Purdy might deliver. I don't know. I, he's coped with every occasion he's had so far, but nothing compares to the Super Bowl. Keep the faith, Reese. Keep the faith. I mean, the boy could have made his first Super Bowl as Mr. Irrelevant in his rookie season. He's made the Super Bowl in his second season as a quarterback. The second half against the Lions shows that he's got something about him. He knows what to do. He was escaping pockets. He was escaping tackles. I want to think that he's uh, he's got something in him. But at the end of the day, experience counts for something. And like I, like you've just said, the, the Chiefs have got it in, in in bucket loads because they've they've been to the big game very recently. And Vegas is going to be a, a totally different experience um, for the 49ers because, like you say, it's it's a very controlled environment and it's going to be big loud brash the chiefs have got this 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 element of calmness about them in big games uh, when they went to the bills game and and you know everyone was shoveling snow for days they looked calm when they went to the ravens they looked calm i just think that 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 it it could be it could be an upset it could be a good night it's going to be an interesting game put it that way so uh john where are you watching it from I'll be watching it from my local sports bar just down the road. Unfortunately, I can't make it up to Leeds this year for the to, to watch with the group. But uh, yeah, uh, just going to be watching it with a few friends at the local sports bar and te- te- teaching them how what's going on because none of them are big NFL fans. But yeah, just turning up for Russia, are they? Yeah, yeah. <sighs> Sacrilege, sacrilege. Well, John, if you ever do manage to uh, come up to the north, it's God's country up here. That's where we want to be. But like I say, I know you guys catch fire if you go anywhere north of the M25. Well, I'm just going to say both of you got better Super Bowl plans than me. I've uh, I've got a uh, 
cup of coffee and uh, my living room. So I'm going to be nice and cosy and place me bets, though. So I'll enjoy that. Well, that's good to hear. Good to hear. Obviously, we want to hear your guys' opinion as well. So if you do listen to the podcast, get on our social media feeds. Tell us who you think is going to win the Super Bowl this year. We'll get a poll going on our on our Twitter page and uh, it'd be good to understand who you think is going to win. But uh, it'll be a great game. It always, well, always apart from that one season. Again, was it the Patriots game? Patriots-Rams, it was dire. Oh, it was, was unless dire. you're a punter. If you're a punter, it was fantastic. Yeah. Yeah, it was uh, it was not a great spectacle, but uh, I'm looking forward to the halftime show as well. I think Usher brings a new element to it. Usher, Usher, yeah, it should be a fun one. But uh, anyway, speaking of knowing what it's like to be in Vegas and knowing what it's like to be in that atmosphere, we've uh, we've got one of our fan club members, Jess, who's been over to Vegas. So let's see what she has to think and let's see what her experience of the Las Vegas Stadium was. So we are very lucky this week to be joined by fan club member Jess. Say hello, Jess. Hello. Do I need to say hello, gentlemen? Because I feel like that is the intro every week. (laughs) Yeah, it's become a bit of a catchphrase now and I get a bit of a ribbon about it. But uh, yeah, thanks for coming on. No, thank you for having me. Not at all. It's great to have people on. And uh, yeah, thanks for coming on again. And it's great to talk Vikings football. And that's the first question I'm going to ask. Come on, Jess. Why the Vikings? So, um... Back in 2018, we were on holiday. My husband and I were on holiday in uh, Orlando. And one evening we were in the hotel. We'd always been like super interested in like American culture and their sports and like all the things that they're passionate about. Um, And we sort of seen the NFL on here and there as we were out in Orlando. And one night we were in the hotel just flicking through the channels and uh, a game was on. So I thought I'd just watch it and see what see what it's about and try and get into it. And it was uh, Vikings Cardinals and the Vikings were at home. And um, within sort of five or 10 minutes of watching it, um, Cousins threw a touchdown pass to Thielen and they did this dead arm dance in the end zone where everyone came and joined in and they were just swinging their arms around. Looked like an absolute bunch of loonies. <laughs> and I just thought, you know what, like, well, they seem like they like have fun and enjoy themselves. So that's going to be my team. Um, and then it was from there, the slippery slope from there um, of supporting the Vikings and the ups and downs on this roller coaster. But I wouldn't change it. Yeah, it is a bit of a roller coaster. But let's face it, you weren't going to be a Cardinals fan. So I think you've come out the right side of that coin. Uh, I suppose then from being a Vikings fan, watching them on TV, how did you find the UK club? Why do you stick around? So when um, I started supporting it, obviously I was so overwhelmed. The NFL is so huge and learning all the rules and everything. And then coming back to the UK, I was like, I really enjoyed watching that game and I enjoyed the experience out there. I want to stick with this and follow it up in the UK, but couldn't really like, I didn't really find anyone else that, that, that I can't think of anyone really in my friend group or in my town that I knew of that watched NFL or, you know, I know people that watch the Super Bowl but didn't really follow the whole season. Um, and I just started tweeting about it um, back when Twitter was Twitter. Um, and I think I found the fan club through there somehow. Um, and was like, oh my gosh, like this group of people that love the same team as me exist in the UK. And from there, I just got involved. And it was great to have people to share each week with the emotions talk about the Vikings, share our love for the Vikings, stay up till 4am on the late night games with each other. 
Um, and now I've made some really, really great friends through it who are like, we talk every day, even in the off season with like talking now, even though the Vikings are out. Um, and it's just great. I've met some really great people through it. So I absolutely love it. Yeah, I say it every time we have these interviews with fans that I think we've got a really special community of people that uh, really look out for each other and it's great to be part of uh, I know you've been to some of the watch parties as well how do you find those oh incredible there's nothing like it's one thing to watch the game at home on your own and experience all the emotions that comes with a Vikings football game but watching it with people that all are going through it together and the emotions of just when we score and we're all high-fiving and hugging and then, you know, if the other team score and we're all sat there like head in our hands, like wanting to just cry, but we all feel it and you don't feel stupid for being so invested because everyone's feeling that with you. So the watch parties are amazing. Yeah, we'll try to get a few more of those organised because it's always nice standing with your brothers and sisters in arms watching the Vikings and uh, uh, it's a really good team environment. Speaking of team, I know you've mentioned some fairly recent players, but come on, who's your favourite Viking of all time? So because I suppose I'm fairly new to the Vikings, with it being six years this year, I'm not so much of a lifer as some other people, um, I'm going to go with someone that is, I guess, quite recent-ish to the Vikings, but is an ex-Vikings player now. Um, and I've got to go back to Adam Thielen. Like, he was the first one I saw to score. Um, he was my first jersey because of that touchdown. And that season, that 2018 season, he was having like 100 yard plus games every game. Like he was having an incredible season. Um, And so I've got, he's Mr. Minnesota. Like I've got such a special place in my heart for him. So when he left us, like, um, yeah, it was devastating. I knew it was coming, but um, I've got to say him. But then you can't obviously ignore the the likes of people like Randy Moss and Chris Carter and Adrian Peterson, you look back on those tapes, like obviously I wasn't a Vikings fan then, but looking back at me and like the things that they did um, for the team are incredible, but I've got to go with Adam Thielen. Yeah, great choice. Mr. Minnesota himself. Uh, it's a bit sad to see what, what's happened at the Carolina Panthers this year. I hope he uh, I hope he comes good. You never know. Next year's a, a new season and anything could happen, but I uh, hope he doesn't come good against us, put it that way. And get him back as a Viking so he can retire as a Viking one day, but we'll see. Yeah, and get him into the uh, Vikings Ring of Honour. I think he's deserved that as well. Yeah, he's a, a great player. And if Thielen is your all-time favourite Viking, I know the roster's going to change, but come on, who's your favourite player on the current Vikings roster? This one's hard, and I've been thinking about this, sort of, and it, it does change. It changes a lot, but um, it's so obvious, but you can't not say JJ. Like, the things that he's done for this team since he signed, like, I remember seeing his college football tapes when we signed him in that draft and being really excited for him. And then my husband bought me a JJ jersey at the start of that season before we even knew what this guy was going to do because I just said, I'm really excited for this guy. And he bought me a JJ jersey then. Um, and just seeing what he does for the team and watching him play, like, even if you weren't a Vikings fan, you can't not enjoy watching that guy play football. He is incredible. So you have to say JJ in one sense, but then you also can't forget people like Daniel Hunter because just watching him chase after quarterbacks and bring them down is like watching a massive, like giant ogre, <laughs> like chasing, chasing these people. He's just an absolute machine 
Um, and I would be terrified if I was a quarterback with him <laughs> running at me um, to take me down. And what he's, again, what he's done for the team is incredible. And then I've got to give a shout out to my guy, KJ Osborne. Um, just as a person, so genuine, so humble. I was lucky enough to obviously meet them a couple of years ago now and uh, him and Hunter and interview them for the UK Vikings. And he was just so, so nice, really down to earth, like completely had the time for us. Um, and even now, like I still sort of keep in contact with him occasionally. Um, and he's just honestly like he's all about the fans and the team and the work he puts in is incredible. So got to shout out him as well. Yeah, it kind of comes with the territory of being the best wide receiver in football, one of the best players in football. You're going to end up on a lot of people's favourite prior list. I feel a bit sorry for KG Osborne because he did not have a good season by uh, by his accounts uh, this year. I don't think it was his fault. Very difficult when you cycle through four quarterbacks in a season to gain that consistent rapport and show what you can do. His deal's up at the end of the season. Is he going to come back? Is he not? Uh, I hope we haven't seen the last of him in a Vikings shirt because I think that w- when he's on song, he's a, he's a really good option at wide receiver. And Daniel Hunter, of course. Yeah, I think if anyone, I think if he came up to me and asked me who was my favourite player on the Vikings roster, I'd say Daniel Hunter because he's a really scary bloke. But uh, but yeah, he was incredible this season. So definitely, definitely falls within that bracket. Yeah. And I can confirm he is as big in real life as he looks on the telly. <laughs> he is massive. <laughs> yeah, I'll definitely do what I'm told then. But uh, moving swiftly on. So he had a, a very exciting trip out to Vegas this year to watch the Vikings. And uh, I, I want to know what it's like. What, what, what are Super Bowl attendees in for when they watch the, the the Super Bowl in Vegas this year? So as a stadium, I thought it was amazing. Like it's obviously really new. Um, it's really modern. It's really clean. Um, it was easy to get to. Um, it like I obviously unfortunately haven't been to the bank yet. Um, one day, hopefully. But I have been to uh, the Miami Stadium and comparing the two is like, like the Raiders Stadium is so far out of the league of Miami like Miami are miles behind with that like just looking at things of like timing to get in and out of the stadium and to get to your seat and everything like it was just so smooth and easy in Vegas and they've really really done a great job of um of of building it and like the whole thing with the grass they take the grass out and have it out in the daytime to get the Vegas sun and then they they wheel it back in and and the evening um like the whole thing of that there's a video on youtube of how they care for that is incredible like it's really futuristic and high tech um great stadium i did have someone ask me if it felt claustrophobic but i didn't think it did personally um apparently according to to the us bank it like the vegas stadium feels claustrophobic but i didn't think that i thought it was really nice really clean very modern very futuristic Cool, yeah. I've, uh, I've never actually been to Vegas. It's, it's one of those things that I think is on everyone's bucket list, the adult playground of the world. I'd love to go and uh, I'd love to experience the whole thing. We'll, we'll probably get to play them again wherever the algorithm works and when, whenever we get to play them again. So hopefully we get to go over again. Of course, we got to the US Bank Stadium this year and uh, I, know, I know you didn't quite manage to join us this year, but we'd love for you to come along next year and anyone else who wants to join because it was a really fantastic trip and we, we want more people to come the next time we organise it. But uh, back to the Super Bowl, um, 
who, who do you fancy this this Sunday? Who's who's got your pick? 49ers or Chiefs? I've got to go Niners. Um, I can't see the Chiefs win the Super Bowl again. I'm just so over it. I'm so sick of it. Um, and obviously, with my husband being a Raiders fan, there's two teams we don't support in this house ever, and one of them is the Packers, and one of them is the Chiefs. So um, I can't say the Chiefs. Um, I want to. I want to see the Niners do it. I think Christian McCaffrey, like he deserves to get a ring. Um, I wanted the Ravens to make it all the way to the end and win, especially with Dalvin Cook. But here we are, Chiefs and Niners. So I'm going Niners. Um, fingers crossed, it will be them. Good choice. Uh, I, I don't think there's too many NFC teams that I think we would sort of mutually be okay with winning the Super Bowl but maybe the 49s is one of them <laughs> Christian McCaffrey is just really really good at football so uh, I think he deserves uh, a Super Bowl title at some point in his career uh, Brock Purdy it'd be a good story for him Kittle etc you know just a really good team Ayuk oh, just so many good players Bosa uh, hopefully they can get past Mr. Mahomes and his fantastic ability to play football and, and Mr. Swift and knock him out the headlines. But uh, if the Vikings were to play in Vegas again, what, what what's your top tips? Um, definitely go a few days, try and get a few days before in before the game if you can. So um, we flew out on a Thursday, obviously the game being on a Sunday and most Vikings fans started arriving into Vegas on the Friday. Um, so Friday and Saturday, just walking all around Vegas and seeing so much purple um, and walking past people with Vikings merch on and everyone just shouting skull to each other was incredible. Um, much to my husband's dislike, <laughs> he was like, there's too much purple around here. Um, it was great. So, yeah, definitely get out there a bit early if you can, just to have that build up and that experience. Um, but even if you're not going for a Vikings game, just go before there's so much to do and you're only there for a short time. So try and cram in as much as you can. Um, definitely do the, the Raiders stadium tour if you can. Um, because if you love football, like just seeing the tour of the stadium and seeing their hall of fame with like John Madden on there and um, all of the other legendary players they've had. Um, like I'm not a Raiders fan, but I've really enjoyed the tour of the stadium. You get to get up close to a Lombardi trophy. And I did uh, get roasted a bit by the, the tour guide because I was wearing my Vikings hoodie and he was like, come close and this is what it looks like. And I was like, yeah, thanks. <laughs> um, but it was great. It was a really good tour. And you learn more about like the things like the grass and how they built it. And you get taken into the, um, the billionaire suite where you know, the owner sits and everything with um, with Mark Davis and you get to see the Al Davis torch and everything. So definitely do the, the stadium tour if you love football. That sounds so cool. Definitely one to add to the bucket list now after after hearing that rave review. Whilst you're here, is there any Viking fan club members that you want to give a shout out to? Um, I just want to shout out everyone who runs it. So uh, obviously I've made such great friends through this group and it wouldn't have happened if it wasn't for you and Reese and Tommy and John and everyone who's put um, the work in behind the scenes to bring it together and to just make this club what it is now because I've got such a great uh, community of people that I'd call family now through it so yeah thank you all you don't get enough recognition I know it said on one episode before but really really appreciate what you do and I know a lot of other members do as well oh that's that's very kind you know we're just a few people that give up a bit of our time to 
hopefully create a very special community for uh, for UK Vikings fans. It's uh, yeah, it's a pleasure pleasure doing it to be honest. So thank you very much. Of course. No worries. Well, we best crack on because we've got to uh, we've got to reveal what our favourite halftime show is. So uh, we've got that coming up next. But uh, yeah, thank you very much again, Jess, for coming on. It's been great having you. So uh, I'll, I'll see you later, Tara. Thanks. See you later. So let's get into it. Favourite halftime show reveals. Thank you very much again, Jess. Thank you for giving up your time and being with us. Thank you for answering our questions and explaining why Vikings fandom and why the club and, you know, some very kind words in there as well. So thank you very much. But on to our last segment, which is Super Bowl halftime shows. Some of the reasons why people pay all the money just to go to the Super Bowl is not to watch the football. It's to watch some of the halftime shows. And there's been some big ones, let's face facts. But what's been the biggest and most enjoyable? So John McDonald, come on. Who's your halftime show pick? Uh, my halftime show pick's got to be The Who. I think they were absolutely amazing in that halftime show. And it's just the standard that was unbelievable, I believe. Who are you? Ooh, 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 ooh. Yeah, good show. Um, I do like a bit of The Who. I suppose um, having a Brit band on the Super Bowl as well is 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 something that we can we can really get behind. But uh, I've got I've got a slightly difference of opinion. But Reese, not when it's Coldplay. Well, <laughs> all right, I'll give you that. Yeah, well, uh, yeah. I'd, uh, there's there's certain things I'd rather do with my ears and listen to Coldplay. Put it that way. But uh, Reese, go on then. Who's your halftime show pick? It's the fourth of February, two thousand and seven, and a football game is played either side of a Prince concert. It was the first time a Super Bowl halftime show has been accompanied by rain. And where certain musicians may panic, Prince had only one request. Can you make it rain harder? It was the best and will forever be the best halftime show ever. Nothing will get close to it. It has to be Prince. 2007 i forget the name, number of the super bowl because it's irrelevant because it was just the warm-up act and the cool down act for the prince concert now i i know that you've got slightly purple tinted shades when talking about prince uh, i know he's, he's he's one of your favorite artists of all time and i believe you went to the paisley park experience whilst we were in minnesota did that sway your decision in this at all all i will say is there was a small part of that tour where they played a clip from the Super Bowl whilst you were in one of his sort of how we sort of rehearsal studios that he would do for tours, staged there. The noise was fantastic. And if you could have been there on that day, I, I, I really wish I was. If I could go back to any point in time, it would probably be that, that halftime show. Um, but I think what also stood out so much about it was he didn't just perform his own music. He performed the music of others, you know, Foo Fighters, Jimi Hendrix, you know, it was a real, just a celebration of music. And that's where it stands out to me. Uh, well, it's another reason it stands out to me as the greatest ever. Yeah, it's not a bad choice, is it? Let's face facts. Uh, I, um, I, I could not confess to be the biggest Prince fan in the world, but there's something about his music that draws people in. And uh, yeah, not a bad pick. And you seem to have tried to steal my scene setting intro that I was going to use, but I'm going to do I'm going to do it better. Obviously, take yourself back the year 
where flight 1549 lands in the Hudson, that Ronaldo is awarded his very first player of the year by FIFA in Zurich. It's also the year that the boss played the Super Bowl. I've seen a couple of boss concerts in my time. He opened Leeds Arena. I've seen him at the Stadium of Light. No one puts on a show like the boss. And just for this show, just for this podcast, I went back and listened to it again. I must have listened to it about 100 times. But I went back and listened to it again, and no one is changing my mind. That is the single best halftime show of all time. The boss puts the best show on out of all artists of all time. And when glory days comes over the the airwaves whilst he's on stage, there's no better feeling. And uh, Roethlisberger, on a last-minute drive to win the game as well, I think I think it was just a, a good year all round. Adrian Peterson got nearly 2,000 rushing yards for the Vikings, and we got dumped out of the playoffs by the Eagles, which is nothing new. But, uh, but yeah, the, the, the boss playing the Super Bowl in Tampa for me that 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 takes it for me i respectfully disagree (laughs) (laughs) yeah all good choices there gents i think you know you could have mentioned dr dre uh rihanna did a surprise pregnancy reveal last year uh but yeah there's there's so many you could troll back and and pick out there i mean there's some memories aren't there i mean the, the dr dre one you took you mentioned there of course evan mcpherson Ditched the halftime locker room speech. There's not much he could do as a kicker, really, was there? So he just came out and chilled and watched it. Um, the surprise reveal of 50 Cent was, um, yeah, I, I don't think anyone was ever expecting that when he dropped down, did it in the club and looked more like 50 pounds than 50 Cent. Um, <laughs> yeah, it's, uh, yeah, it was a good show. It was a good show. And um, yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm also grateful there's no wardrobe malfunctions on our show as well. So less about said about that, the better. But yeah, it's, it, it's, <laughs> It's always that was spectacle. that was a weird one there. Yeah. <laughs> we, we we talk about, of course. Um, you you mentioned the wardrobe malfunction halftime show. Justin Timberlake, of course, did an, another one. Um, the Super Bowl halftime show in Minneapolis. We all know that that one was going to be Prince, and of course, that was the year that we we sadly lost Prince. Um, we lost Prince the year before, I should say. Um, that would have been Prince's halftime show. And I think that would have been even better than the one in 2007. But, you know, nothing said there will never be a better one before that reason. Sorry. Sorry, boss. Yeah, there was. Uh, yeah, I mean, we've seen, we've heard the acoustics in that stadium and it's pretty special. So anyone who gets to play there would have been pretty good. But uh, but sadly, that's all we've got time for. I'm sure we could talk Vikings, football, NFL and halftime shows all day. But uh, yeah, that is all we've got time for. Should we come back next week and review what happened in the Super Bowl? Talk about some other Vikings football? Yes, unless John and I have won a lot of money on a safety, then you may have to do this alone. Yeah, yeah, we'll, we'll, we'll be jetting off somewhere. I think we can safely say that's probably not going to happen. Uh, but if it is, uh, everyone put bets on safety right now. Rich has just confirmed it. Yeah, I mean, to be fair with my betting record, like I say, you, you might as well because there'll probably be two or three, knowing knowing my luck now. But uh, but yeah, let's get back together next week. Let's let's talk about what happened uh, and, and review the Super Bowl, and and then we've got some proper off-season stuff to look forward to for the Vikings. So uh, thanks for tuning in. Thanks for being with us, uh, and we'll see you all next week. Say goodbye, gentlemen. Goodbye, gentlemen. Goodbye, gentlemen. Every time. Right. Cheers. Thank you very much. Sarah.